0: two girls talking you know what that means it's time to talk what's going on in the world how about your business how about your life let's talk it out two girls talking
1: hi everyone it's anna and it's ashley and i'm so excited about our guest today she is such a dear friend of mine and she's amazing she is cannot charlotte, wait to talk to her oh my gosh charlotte yes. avery the family strategist mom of seven she's an author she's mm-hmm. a business owner she was recently voted 2020 virginia mother of the year
0: oh yeah now you're gonna have to tell mother, us all, all mother of the year yeah so you, yeah you have to tell we need all to know secrets.
1: everything charlotte welcome thank you so much for joining us today
0: thank you so much for having me ashley and anna so we're very very excited and we should say that American Mothers Inc. voted you 2020 Virginia Mother of the Year. Yeah. And girl, let me just say if you have seven kids, you have to have a strategy, right? I do. Yeah, this is not a fly by the seat of your pants thing. So tell me. No, sometimes it is fly by the seat of your pants. <laughs> Which that's well that makes me feel better because Ash and I don't have nearly as many kids as you have. Yeah. And we do fly by. But I also feel like, okay, if
1: Charlotte has seven kids and can keep it together, I have three We can we right. all keep it together and we can all learn from you. Exactly. So tell us about your journey into motherhood and business, business because you yeah. help other moms keep their houses, households intact. So right.
2: let's not get easy. started. Yeah. Not easy. So, you know, I started, I started my business. And let's just talk about before I started my business. So, you know, before I was like a, a, a wife and a mom, you know, I have a master's degree in sports medicine and, you know, I was working and doing some community development in DC and things of that nature. And then I totally loved my job. And then, you know, my husband, he and I met at church and he came along and I was like, who are you and what do you want? And, um, and then, you know, we got married and we had our first child, you know, after we had been married for like a year. Mm-hmm. And then like four and a half months later, I found out that I was pregnant with my second. Oh, oh my gosh. I was like, I don't even know how this happened because, you know, I believe the hype that you can like nurse your kids and not get pregnant. No. Yeah. <laughs> now we that know. That is a lie. That is yes. a lie.
0: <laughs> and
2: so anyway, um... You know, once I found out that I was pregnant with my second child and everything, and I was deciding whether I was going to go back to work to a job that I really loved, or if I was just going to come home and be with my children and everything else, my kids, my kids and my family won out. And, um, and so by that time, you know, we had two kids. And then after having our first daughter, I mean, our first, our first two kids, we ended up moving to California. We went to California with two kids. We came back with three, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> right. And and then you know I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" My whole life is like inundated with like my husband and my children, and I kind of had the, you know, the what I call the 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 wham, you know, the what about me? Oh, okay, and, yeah, that's, that's right. Amazing. And yeah. I was just like dealing with the whams all the time. I was. Right. The, like, <laughs> A wham! Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, what about me? And I just decided, you know what, I needed to do something that was going to be my own, Mm -hmm. that had nothing really to do with my husband or my children and things like that. And so I started a business and I decided to um, become an author and write books about motherhood and, you know, the things that I knew at that particular season of my life. And that's actually why I started my business is because I wanted to have an umbrella to self-publish my books and, and empower moms and women and things of that nature. So to make a long story short, you know, my business became, you know, my, my thing, the thing that like drove me and kind of put me back, you know, to my own self, right. um, even though what I do is still, you know, I couldn't really talk about marriage and motherhood without being a wife and a mom. But yeah. it was still like my own thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Does that yeah. make
0: sense? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think what, what I think, uh, there are so many things I think about the sentences you just said. But one of the things that stands out to me is you said, I decided to become an author. I decided to write books because I feel like so many people, not just women, Ashley and I included are like, oh, we would love to write a book, and then we just we don't for whatever reason. And you're like, you get it. I decided to write books. Yeah,
1: and you did it. And 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 like when that is when you have three kids at the time, but you also just published another book and you have seven kids. So like, you just what is your secret to just getting it done while running a family and being a wife and mother and and pursuing your goals and dreams? Because I'm writing a book right now and I am struggling finding my time.
2: So here's the thing, like with me, you know, and, and I think because of, you know, the fact that God knows how we're built. And because my, for me, my window of time is always like really short, you know what I mean? Like, because I literally have like so much going on, you know, with husband and kids and sports and my own business stuff or whatever. But what happens is, you know, there's never usually any rhyme or reason to how I get books done. It's like, you know, I get this idea and I sit with it and I pray about it. And then it's like this abnormal window of opportunity somehow just opens up and I just know that it's the Lord. I'm like, oh my gosh. And, and it just opens up and I'm able to write and I'm able to write fast. So mm-hmm. like my last book, um, that I wrote back in April, I literally wrote that children's book. And it was my first children's book, Writing the potty train. And I literally wrote that book in less than an hour on my way to church.
0: Wow.
2: What?
0: What? Wow.
2: And and then when I came home, I got home and I opened up my phone because I'd written it on my phone and then it was gone. (gasps) I know. Right. And I was like freaking out and I was like, Oh my gosh, help me like to remember everything that I wrote. And then I sat there and it all came back to my remembrance and it was better than I wrote it the first time. But then after that, all I had to do was send it to my editor and send it to my illustrator and it was done. But I literally wrote that book in less than an hour on my way to church. Do you, so do you self publish all of your content? I do. Every book that I've written and I've written six books now, um, but I have self published all of them. And you know, now I'm just kind of like, I really do want to like get a book deal Um, and not have to self-publish all of them all the time. But I really find joy in self-publishing and just taking the ownership and people not being able to control my narrative and things of that nature. And so that's like the blessing of like self-publishing because I've never worked with a publisher. So like when Mm. that time comes, I don't even know what that's going to look like.
1: I feel like that time is definitely going to come
0: for you given like knowing. And I also, (laughs) it's interesting to me on a completely different tack. Um, you said, you said you had an editor. Um, is this somebody like we spoke with a publisher not long ago, uh, Jeremy Jones. He's, he'll be one of our guests and we'll talk about him later. But um, he, he helps people publish their books, not fiction, nonfiction. But I wonder, you said an editor. Is this uh, is this somebody who's like a professional editor or somebody who's just a friend of yours and
2: proofreads all your stuff? Well, she might as well be because I told her you need to like, start a business. Because, you know, yeah. I think all women should have businesses. Yeah, okay. I love that. Yeah. But I've known her ever since I was um, a kid. And sure. she was an English teacher and an assistant principal and all that. And so she's very, very strong. Like, she has edited my husband's dissertation and my book. Oh, okay. Other yeah. people's things. So she's, I mean, she's absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: So I have a question. And sure. This isn't in
0: any of our questions that we've gone through. But it, it just, it struck me because I was looking today on a, a Facebook group page of a mom's group that I'm, I'm a, a member of, and there's a woman who actually posted and it's, it's interesting to me that moms allow themselves to be and feel so vulnerable around other moms. even if our points of view are completely different, we allow ourselves to be vulnerable when it comes to being moms. And this woman this woman said, "Has feminism gone too far because I feel?" like i'm not keeping up with the mrs joneses because i'm a stay-at-home mom and of course you know there are all sorts of responses including mine to her and pretty much what i said was stop letting other people's feelings project upon yours and do what you need to do but for your family um but it was interesting because you just said i believe every woman should have a job so what do you say a business i'm sorry a business correct um what and good lord, woman, you've got seven kids, so I know you're busy 24, 24, 8, probably 25, 8. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you say to the women who, and I agree with you, um, say that my family is my business, and then you're talking about your wham.
2: So here's the thing when I say that I think that every woman should own a business, I really think what I mean by that is I think that every mom has been gifted with something that is uniquely theirs Mm -hmm. and whatever that thing is i believe that given the right time the right opportunity the right support system i believe that when we as women decide i mean listen we're wives and moms like we we like raise human beings here. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, we, right. Can, we can run a business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're raising world changers. Like, we can run businesses. But I think that because every mom is gifted with something that is uniquely theirs, I believe that there is a way that you can monetize that thing that mm-hmm. is uniquely you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do. It, I and love it. May it. Not, it may not look, and what you do may not look like what I do. And what I do may not look like what Anna and Ashley does, but guess what? You guys are moms and you're doing stuff and you guys run businesses. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I believe that you have the power to do that. But here's the thing, like, I want to go back and address what you were saying, Anna, because what I find also is that we sometimes take our eyes off of ourselves our households and our environment and we look at other people and other women and we think, oh, they're really doing it. You know, like Charlotte Avery is the family strategist with the PhD in motherhood, wife of one, mom of seven, owner of no pets, and she's really holding it down. But the thing is, is that unless you really like live in my household, like you don't really know like the chaos and the mayhem and everything. Mm -hmm. And so what you may see on a TV segment of who I am that is a part of who I am but that's not fully who I am and so sometimes I think that you know and I was in that place I was in that place of lonely and what you were talking about I was in that place of you know oh my gosh like the wham like what about me you know I want some friends I want people who will tell me the truth about motherhood and that will share you know that I'm not always feeling like I'm always going through motherhood by myself because here's the thing There are bazillion mothers in the world. So clearly you're not going through motherhood by yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Right the thing is, is are you surrounding yourself with people who are willing who you can be vulnerable with Mm -hmm. who you can say, let me tell you something. Today was not a good day in the land of motherhood. Mm -hmm. And that person will not make you feel like you're being judged when they can say, Girl, I completely get you. Right. Yeah. So You know, the thing is, is sometimes we put on these motherhood masks. And we don't tell the truth. And my thing is, and Ashley can tell you, I'm all about telling the truth. She is. That's amazing. Like, you know, I'm like, listen here, girls. Let's just take off the eyelashes and the mascara and the stilettos. And let's really get down with the get down about what's really going going on in the land of motherhood and marriage. Right. I love that. Okay.
1: So... But I guess one you, you, you something you said struck me is like you had been in that lonely place. I I feel like we all have. In oh moms. yes, so true. Being a mom, I've learned is is so amazing and beautiful, but also very isolating. It can be, and I yes. also know that for how the importance of friendships, of and not just social media. Like social media is not a friendship. Like I've actually gotten off social media, majority of it, just because it's not and I'm not really connecting there. What did you you say that
2: again? Can you say social media is not a friendship?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Social media is not a friendship. And I want moms to know that. And and I'm curious as to like your advice for like how you got out of that lonely feeling. How did you find and connect with like those friends? And like, you know, I feel like my friends, you, Anna, like I'm like talking to like some of my dearest friends right here, Mm -hmm. but for other moms that are struggling with that, like, how did you get out of that? Feeling of loneliness and isolation
0: as a mom. Or maybe the question should be how did you find your true friend? Yeah, your tribe. Yeah.
2: So here's the thing like, my true tribe were already people that were in existence before social media.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: True. So true. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, is that we were getting married at the same time and having children at the same time and, you know, things of that nature when, when I, w- when I felt in my most isolated place, we were living in California and I had nothing. Like, I mean, I felt like I was so alone because I tell people, I, I just felt like all I had was God and Rod and then Lemon Abbey. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, that was yeah. like, I mean, my mom, our families were on the East coast mm-hmm. and, you know, and I knew we weren't going to be in California that long. And so I was like, do I really want to develop you know relationships with people that are not going to be lasting or whatever. But then I was just like, okay, I'm going to go and join a mom's group in California. And when I joined that particular mom's group, it really um, helped me to be able to link up with another woman mm-hmm. who I didn't know at the time, but we were just able to have a very great divine connection with each other. Yes, right. mm-hmm. and um, and then that showed me like the power of not just my support system that was back on the East Coast, but what it really meant and how important it was for me to get out of myself. And like you were saying, Anna, be vulnerable and saying, you know what, I need this support Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go find it. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens is we get into like super mom syndrome, right? And and I think the things that isolate us are – our own expectations of ourselves a hundred percent and other and what we think other people's expectations are of us and what we think the world's expectations are us of, are of us are of us sorry my tongue mm-hmm. got tied mm-hmm. as far as what being a quote-unquote good mom looks like
0: yeah so true so you true. know
2: here's the thing i'm charlotte avery My company is called Being Charlotte Avery because I can only be me. I only want to be me. And I'm very comfortable with being me. I'm not comfortable with being June Cleaver, Claire Huxtable, Mm -hmm. Ashley or Anna. I'm comfortable with being me. And I own fully who I am. And I think as women, as wives, as moms, we have to be okay with saying my house doesn't have to be looking like home and garden. My house doesn't have to look like HGTV, and the reality of it is it's not going to look like that until your children are like 25 and no longer living in your house.
0: Right. It's so true. It's so You know, and
2: so it's having real expectations of yourself. It's having, you know, to be able to really look at the reality of your situation and who you are, not who – I mean, it's okay to say, oh, I want to be like this person, But guess what, you don't really know, unless you're in that person's shoes, unless you're in that mom's shoes, you don't really know. Like I have seven kids. The way I mother my children and how things go on in my house are not gonna be the same as somebody who may have one child or two children Mm -hmm. or whatever. And you know, people always say, Charlotte, oh my gosh, I should never complain about being a mom because girl, you have seven kids and they're under under age of 16. But here's the thing, Like, I tell women all the time, I tell moms all the time, it doesn't matter if you have one kid, two kids, three kids, or 15 kids, being a mom is hard work. It absolutely is. And I would
0: imagine that the way you parent your youngest child is and was different than when you parented your very first child. Absolutely, because my first child was the guinea pig.
1: Yeah. I, yes, you had no
0: frame of reference. That's then. Ashley and I. Ashley and I were guinea pigs.
1: My mother used to tell me that. I didn't I know, appreciate being the it, but they oldest, I, okay, so like something else that, that I love what you do is you counsel married couples. Yes. Um. And I I love that because I think that marriage gets harder once you have kids. Oh, and, yes. And so I want to know, like, what issues do you see couples struggling with and how do you help them? What helps them? And what advice can you offer for our listeners to have better, more intimate relationships with their spouses and partners?
2: I love that you asked that question because you're right. Once you get married and have kids, marriage is harder, you know, because it's, you know, finding the time to, um, to be together and all these different things. And so, you know, I have these I have these like seven tips that I like to give married people and they, I don't know, I, I like, I'm like the acronym queen, right? And sure. so it, it, all go, it all stems from the word marriage. And I'm going to just give them to you quick and easy because I want our time to be like well spent. So my first thing is the M is make memories together. You got to make memories together when you're married. Yeah. Right? My next thing is appreciate and affirm each other often. Mm-hmm. It really is okay to say thank you. To I your it really is it okay happens. to say yes i appreciate you and you know you you show up for our family and i love how you take care of our kids and i love how you like wash the laundry or whatever and just sidebar i hate the laundry but anyway yes. <laughs> <laughs> um the up uh, the r is revisit the things that you did together before you got married mm-hmm. we get so inundated with with our lives in the moment that we forget like all the things that we did that like drew us close to each other. Right. Yes. yes. Like, like dating and things like that. And oh my gosh, we like took a trip to like Pennsylvania or whatever. When's the last time you did that? Revisit those things, make time for that. I the next part resolve conflict quickly. Mm. There are times in marriage you're going to just disagree, you know, and everything is not in agreement in marriage, even though, you know, we want our spouses to say yes dear all the time. Mm-hmm. But when you don't agree, Resolve your conflicts quickly. And if you can't resolve it quickly, you know, just make sure you go back and revisit it. Right, right. So that it's not hovering and festering. Because, you know, women, yeah. we can hold some serious grudges. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Gotta let that go absolutely. fast. Like, we're real good about stuffing. And then after we stuff and stuff long enough, then we be- become these volcanoes that explode. Yes, right? do, 100%. Yep. <laughs> So don't do that. Um, the I is initiate sex. Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anna and I yes. just got really we, quiet. We just were like,
0: mom, are you listening? That's right. <laughs>
1: listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, this is like the first time on Two Girls Talking Together to that Anna and I were t- speechless. I know. We, just, <laughs> we just written, And we both had the same reaction. We were just like, oh. All
1: right. So that means we should talk about it. All right. So initiate sex.
2: Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, listen, sex is for procreation, recreation, it's for physical education, and it's for the elimination of stress. So initiate sex often, make time for it. You know, there's nothing wrong with scheduling and, you know, sex and stuff like that, you know? So, anyway.
1: um,
0: (laughs) i
2: Ashley's laughing at at, at, at (laughs) myself and her.
0: She's laughing at us. <laughs> You're funny. that's we
1: like uncomfortable and like literally we're like, oh, but, like it's okay. Cool. Like yeah. let We, I, okay. I love that. I think that's great advice. That I should know.
2: be like a whole other topic that you guys. I know. I, I like have and in my head. I think like, I can I make it through a whole right? podcast exactly. on that. Oh my gosh! Because honestly, we don't really, as women, we don't really talk about sex as much as we should. I do. Um, that's <laughs> good, I good I for did. you. I don't. Yes. Yes all
0: right and then the other i have kids kids who are um one's a teenager and one is almost a teenager so i make sure that sex is not a dirty word the family because i don't want my kids to have this secret i mean yeah they're not going to come to me when they're having sex and i get that but what i don't want is i don't want them if anything ever happens for them to say my god my mother would never understand that i could never tell her
2: right
0: so yeah like so you know
2: so okay so the, the next the next um one is the other a is apologize appropriately and mean it it is important it's important it is important it is important that you know how to apologize and say i'm sorry to your spouse and yeah i think the end meaning and, mean and to your children by the way but yeah. we're just talking about the marriage portion right now but you really and when I say apologize appropriately, I'm not talking about I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I'm sorry for doing X Y and Z, acknowledging what you did, acknowledging how it made your spouse feel, and then saying, you know, I apologize and I will do my best not to ever do that again to hurt you or do whatever or what have you. Right. And then the G, and the G is go away together. Yeah. Take some time away from your children. One thing that my husband and I do, And, um, we haven't been able to do this now that our um, lately because of our, how our kids schedules are or whatever, but our, my husband and I, we usually take a week away from our children. Wow. We pack up our bags and we roll out so that we can just have that time together to reconnect with each other, you know? And we might spend like, we have to have boundaries on this thing too. We're like, okay, we can only talk about the kids for like one and a half full days while we're gone. And then everything is just about each other, you know, and our time together and, you know, things of that nature. It doesn't have to be like going away on a seven-day trip. You can do a weekend. You can do a three-day weekend on a holiday or whatever. The thing is, is just in order for it to run smoothly, you just have to make sure that your support system is in place to, to support you as far as what's going on with your children while you're gone and, mm-hmm. you know, things of that nature. And the reason why this is important, too, is I tell my children all the time, especially our younger children, because, you know, your younger kids, they kind of want to, like, hold on to your leg. And they're like, no, don't leave. Yeah. You get oh, all yeah. the mommy guilt and foolishness and stuff like that. And just, we explain to our children, you know what? Mommy and daddy, you know, we were married and we were a family before you guys were here. And we want to be married and still be a family when you guys decide that you're going to get married and have your own children. And so we have to spend time together because we still want to like each other and love each other, you know? And it doesn't mean that we don't love you, but it means that we need to also go and spend time with each other so we can, you know, love each other and have some fun so that we can come back and be, you know, not only be better spouses, but be better parents. Sure. What a
1: great example to your children of what a healthy, good relationship is. Yeah. I mean, I remember that growing up, like my parents had up until my dad died a great marriage. I saw them loving on each other, going away together. And we would spend the night at my aunt's house. And I, I remember that. And that was the foundation of how I wanted my family to be mm-hmm. and how it is now. I yeah. was, like, I wanted a strong marriage. I wanted my family to see that and my kids see that now. So I think it's like yeah. that legacy. That, it's you know, so
2: important. And it's so yeah. important that you start demonstrating that when your children are young, you yeah. know, so that when, you, when they get older, they're not like thinking that, oh man, our parents don't care about us. You know, it's important that they see you guys doing those types of things. And then the E is encourage each other's hopes and dreams. You know, my, mm-hmm. my, my husband and I are both entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and everything, but we encourage each other's businesses and hopes and dreams, and we support each other.
0: And yes. so, Yeah. You so need a spouse. Awesome. We do. And yeah. I, I think that both Ash and I are very lucky in that regard because oh, yeah. both Mike and Micah, our husband's. Are incredibly supportive. They like let us do whatever we want of what we of what we That's awesome. let us. They both. they yeah they support they allow it. us. Yeah, yeah they allow I mean they, they by everything that they our do to ideas. help us and our crazy ideas. They they encourage us to mm-hmm. do those things. Mm-hmm. You know both of them. And They're interested in it. Like when they I told Mike, I was like right. I just started
1: writing a book and he's like that is awesome. Like how far have you come? Mm-hmm. What do you got We're so far?
0: And it's the best. It is. And I want that for like everyone. <laughs> so our husbands are, so Ash and I get have known each other for a long time and we are dear friends, but our husbands are very similar as well. Like both of our husbands are somewhat traditional. Very. In that hers probably more so than mine, but in very traditional in that, you know, they're the ones who have like the solid jobs. They're not the, Ash and I are visionaries. Our husbands are not. They're more of the thinkers. And I think that that's, what helps us they like to play
1: by the rules
0: and yeah Yeah. that's like
1: I don't I don't I march to the beat of my own that that is why I don't believe like you Mike is like you you know he believes that you know you go to you you graduate college you get a job you get a 401k and and you stay and work for the man and that's cool that's him he needs that stability Where I'm like I don't take direction from anyone but myself I don't need to work a nine to five. Right. I, like, like it's very untraditional, but it works. Like it's the right. yin and yang that it works and we support each other. Like I think, yeah, it's that's good. good. So Charlotte, where can our listeners, like you, they need to know more about you. Right. So where can our listeners find more information about you and your work? And, and for anyone listening, if you are struggling with getting your household together, definitely come find Charlotte. So right. tell us all where we can find you.
2: All right, so people can connect me, with me um, on my website at Being Charlotte Avery and on Facebook and Instagram at Being Charlotte Avery. If anybody needs support, they can just go straight to bit.least slash strategize with Charlotte and they can um, do a strategy session with me. Um, the majority of all of my books are found right on Amazon. Riding the Potty Train is there. And actually, Riding the Potty Train is now like a whole bundle because it's like, a children's book and a parent guide and a video oh, wow. and a coloring book. So that's like amazing. Wow. And then um, the 40 day tone of voice tone down is on there because, you know, I was a recovering yeller. Mm-hmm. I talk about that.
0: Thank you so much, Charlotte. Yeah, you Charlotte,
2: you're amazing. You. We so
1: appreciate you yes. and your time and are grateful just right. to share your amazing mom knowledge. Absolutely. With us. Ashley well, and I are going
0: to go home now and talk sex. So yep. we'll get back to it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey.